Welcome to the Life Toyetic with Ben and Molly. I am Ben. And I'm Dabo, Bay. <laughs> you know what? I was wondering what Which you were going to say. It's furbish for very concerned. Really? Yeah. Well, did the, did I, mentioned, I mentioned last week that I was not looking forward to this episode. No, but I, I mean, my concern now is that you appear to know some furbish. Oh, yeah. Words. No, I definitely did my research. I wanted to be culturally sensitive. <laughs> Saying the words without an understanding of the history, is that not a form of, like, Furby cultural appropriation? No, I think I'm making an effort, and the Furbies probably appreciate that. A large Furby audience. <laughs> Lots of Furbies listen to this show. Yes. Every week. This is for you guys. Yeah. We really, I mean, we we, we see your emails, we see your tweets, uh, we see the uh, the Furbies love Toyetic uh, hashtag on the Instagrams. <laughs> we really appreciate... That you guys come out for this show. Yeah, so we wanted to give back. Yeah. Uh, so so this week's episode, we are looking at a piece of, uh, of Furby cinema. <laughs> Furby Island. A seminal piece of Furby cinema. A seminal piece. I, 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 probably the finest piece it's of Furby cinema. It's the one that cinema. sticks out the most in my mind of all the pieces of Furby cinema. So I think it's probably the greatest example yeah. of, of Furby cinema. Um, Furby Island from uh, 2005. Um, now, Molly, as you said, you have done you've done your research. <laughs> what can you tell us about this 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 opus? Um, it was you you looked it up and told me. I I don't know the information, but just before we started recording, you told me that it was originally supposed to have been, I guess, like a proof of concept or a pilot or something for an ongoing series on Nickelodeon. Yeah, there would have been a TV series in two thousand and six that mm-hmm. would have followed on from the events of the movie. I guess the events of the movie are large enough that they require a television series to follow them up rather than a second movie. Uh, but that didn't happen. No, thirteen episodes were written. None of them were produced. Is that true? That is true. Oh, I kind of want to get my hands on this script. They've got to be really somewhere. curious. In I a might, morbid sort of way. I might Google Furby Island scripts once we've finished this particular episode. Did you ever have a Furby yourself? I did. Did I, you? I had a Furby kind of behind the curve because my parents were not very trendy. When did you get your Furby? I don't remember when i don't remember how old i was it was it was i guess it would have been like a couple months to a year after they were really really popular and maybe they were on sale enough that my parents said i could get one but i do remember what it looked like and i do remember being very excited when i finally got to go to toys r us and pick mine out very nice so. it's a sh- it is a shame that you went to a breeder and not an adoption <laughs> center but it's it's perfectly okay well- i didn't know any better at the time i didn't know about furby mills <laughs> What color was was your Furby? It was kind of like Easter colors. It was it, had, it was rainbow colored with like purple accents. I can kind of I can visualize it. Yeah, I don't know how to describe it. I just remember thinking like, oh, it's an Easter Furby. What did you name your Furby? I don't. I don't think I named it. Did it your Furby name Furby. itself? Because I remember when I got our Furbies. I, how self aware are they? Do you think? Actually, not very. Uh, except for obviously the Furbies that listen to this show. I. I remember getting a Furby in 1999 because I got it here in America. I was visiting my dad at the time and I got myself a Furby and a Furby for my sister, which stayed in the box. And my Furby story came to a tragic end as it went through um, the x-ray machine at LAX. And it went, it went through and I could hear it in my carry on talking, talking about the fact it was hungry. And then it came out the other side mute 
So it would go to talk, and all you'd hear is like, Oh no! Oh no! And it just, it was incapable. I did shake it once, and I heard a voice very briefly. Um, I think probably there was just a loose connection there. But mine was kind of, um, the words I was about to say was Garfield Brown, but that's, Garfield is not brown, he's orange. But it's kind of uh, an orangey kind of, kind of. So yours is from back when they were still trying to make them look a little natural, like a naturally occurring animal. Yeah. Whereas mine was, I guess, the second generation where they just gave up on that. Yeah. They were like, these are children. What do children want? Purple animals. Definitely the idea was if a child took a Furby to the zoo and they accidentally dropped a Furby in an enclosure, the tigers would see it and think, hmm, prey. <laughs> That's probably what the thought process was. That was probably day one at Tiger Electronics when they started work on the Furby project is they wanted, we want to design electronic meat for at zoo animals. <laughs> and then somehow it became, I guess what probably happened is they saw how popular and successful the Tamagotchis and Gigapets were. And uh, there was another project that was working on a larger, more physical pet. And then the two departments merged in a, in a, so the person who was like toward love making session that's exactly the words I was thinking so the person who was in charge of the electronic animal meat project (laughs) probably hates uh, that his his pet project became a literal pet project Furbies do look like prey animals everything about them screams I'm at the bottom of this food chain they have no arms Their, their feet, they can't really move. Yeah, they're, especially they can those. Waddle, I imagine. There's a later generation of Furby where their legs are kind of bolted on the side and they can kind of mm. do this. Uh, I, I say do this like the people listening to the podcast can. I'm swinging my arms from side to side. Yeah, I don't as, know how to what's describe. the best way to describe this motion? You look like you're you're cross country skiing, but your your palms are open. My palms are open and kind of. If you think about. The T-1000 in Terminator 2 Judgment Day in cinemas now. That's not true. Um, and then rotate your hands 90 degrees inward and then point them up. That's what I'm doing It's with really my important arms. that you, our listeners, do this motion with us. As we... For the duration of the podcast, because I certainly yeah, will. Yeah, that's a good workout. I'm exhausted already. But I can't stop now. I've, I've started. You've committed. I've committed now. So yeah, the early Furbies, the feet were just kind of sewn on at the bottom. They were ornamental. Yeah. And then they did the, the ones with the mechanical they legs. They the, the $6 million Furbies. <laughs> and then they we did the... We can rebuild <laughs> And then they did the ones with the big LED eyes. Oh, those are disturbing. Yeah. And yeah, now, the, the redesigned ones... I don't yeah. care. They're not as appealing looking to me. And now the newest Furbies have um, Apple Watches oh, eyes instead, or the little displays or whatever it is they are, and they can quote Shakespearean sonnets. I do kind of miss the, the mechanical whirring of the original Furbies. <laughs> okay, there was a long, long pause there. I forgot what we were talking about, because I was still thinking about the, the creepy LED eyes. Yeah, there's a and lot. And they were boring into my soul. There's a lot going on with those eyes. The end. Thanks for listening. So we're gonna That's watch the podcast. This. Oh, uh, we're gonna. We are. We gonna do watch have it. to watch this as part of the podcast. Yeah. Part of the premise. I'm yeah. not looking forward to it. I'm expecting this to be a spectacular cluster. Yeah, I have very, very low expectations. My for the expectations are film on the Furby floor. Yeah. I'm ready for this to be another terrible episode. This where is... we struggle and strain. Uh, so this is another episode. You can find this film on YouTube. Which is, I'm sure, totally legal. That's how we're going to be watching it. So if you want to watch it with us, you'll be able to hit play on that in just <laughs> a few moments. That's definitely an option that's open to you. It is. It's yeah. It's probably more open than most of the films that that we do. But what is? Are there any moments that you expect to appear in this movie? Um, 
I know that it's, um, I don't know if it's a musical, but I know there's at least one song, because in okay. my cursory Googling, I saw, like, you can find on YouTube just a clip of a, of a song. Of us. Of us. <laughs> um, of a song. So I'm looking forward to an, another song that I won't be able to remember minutes after hearing it. I expect it will open with a song that you'll be very present for, <laughs> and then immediately oh, no. that's the point where you wish it's the movie true. would end. Okay, I'm expecting that to happen also, and I'm ready for the sting of betrayal once again. <laughs> I'm, my, I'm personally I'm looking forward to the, whatever whatever happens in this movie, I'm looking forward to one of the Furbies suddenly start wailing that it's hungry, and then an arm just comes down and sticks its finger in the Furby's <laughs> mouth, and then the Furby goes, mmm, and then the scene just continues. Oh. I'm looking forward to be loudly woken up. By a Furby. In the middle of the night. In the middle of the night. Yeah. I go walking in my sleep. I forget how that song goes. Is that a song? It's a real song. Getting woken up by a Furby? No, that's a different song. That's, uh, uh, I saw mommy kissing a Furby. (laughs) I saw mommy sticking her finger in a Furby's mouth and it made noises of satisfaction. I forget if it was possible to overfeed a Furby. I don't remember. I, I don't remember my Furby very well at all. I think I, I bought it and I had the excitement of purchasing it and then it languished on my shelf and I kind of forgot I had it. <laughs> that's you. I think that's what happens to most Furbies. Yeah. Funnily enough, you cannot do that with a dog. It's, it's frowned upon. We're going to go watch this now. Are we going to do that now? Yes, we're going to do okay. it now. We're, we're going to get this over with. All right, we're going to go and watch Furby Island on the streaming platform YouTube. And we will be back after these very old commercial messages. Me, me, Amanda. Me, 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 me. That's Furby. The more you play, the more they do. And they, Furby grows more amazing day by day. We are back. We, uh, I make this joke a lot of the podcast is over, podcast is cancelled. Um, it's not a joke. No, it is a joke. Let me start again. We're back. Molly, your turn to say something. I some regret words. everything. I don't know what this was. I don't know what we just watched. I don't know that I am intellectually or psychologically equipped to this is just a dismal movie. My expectations were on the floor. I had And n- they should have been lower. I had no expectations and this film failed to meet them. It's just bad. It's the worst thing that's ever gone in my eyes. It is a nightmare of gargantuan proportions. The CG on this film is so bad. It looked like a student animation that was done at like 3am the night before it was due. Yeah, you said like it looked like one person did all yes. of this. And it definitely felt like that for a good portion of it. Of the animated movies we've watched so far that were released in the year of our Lord 2005, <laughs> this is the worst. Yeah. This is worse than Candyland. This is the worst... Candyland, I think, at least was making an, was paying lip service to the idea of edu- entertainment. N- nothing happens for quite a long time, and then everything happens. There is not a single person who worked on this film who was not phoning it in. Everyone was phoning it's it so in. It's so aggressively bad. It is. It, like, assaults you with how bad it is. Maliciously evil. This is an evil movie. This film has a bad energy. <laughs> 
I do feel like I need to like get a smudge stick or something and just cleanse <laughs> the apartment. I I need a shower. I need to bathe. I need to I need to burn these clothes that I'm I, wearing. I think I'm gonna shave all my hair off after this. <laughs> I hate yourself. I hate myself for more doing than this. usual. <laughs> this is. This was my idea, though. I found this movie, and I put it on the list, so this was me. We hurt each other, because you put it on the list, and then I... This was kind of a Pokemon, like, we hurt ourselves in our confusion. <laughs> I... When we decided way back in episode six to watch the Lego movie instead of this, that was the right call. And really, we should have... And we should have kept doing that. <laughs> we should have just Just keep watching the Lego movie. I can't imagine how we would have felt if we had watched this earlier. Uh, I think it would have been the end of the podcast. Because yeah, we would we have done have this like, no. and then the Emoji movie. And I think we would have just... Would have, that would have been too much. I think... Our, our toxic load episodes, would have been too high. Episodes, <laughs> toxic load is what happens when the Toxic Avenger masturbates. Um, the, ha, ha, ha. Thank you. That was a joke about jizz. <laughs> <laughs> uh, episode 6 would have been f- the Furby, Furby Island. Episode 7 would have been the Emoji movie. And episode 8 would have been a recording from our friends and family apologizing for our untimely deaths. <laughs> Because it would have been the end. Oh. That would have been it. Can you imagine the double whammy? No, no. Barbie and the Rockers. Oh. L- Furby Island. Oh. The Emoji Movie. The death blow. Our demise. Even I did like a couple, not even 30 seconds into this movie. I think I was screaming, kill me. You did. You howled. <laughs> you wailed. There, was, there wasn't any like easing into it with a fun musical intro that usually kind of softens the blow for me where I can like convince myself that I'm excited for what's to come. There wasn't any of that. It was just terrible from the get-go. Aggressively, yes, maliciously bad. This movie was designed to hurt its viewers. I, because, because here is the thing. As much as we slam the Emoji Movie on this podcast, and indeed in life, because I even had a pop at the Emoji Movie in the latest episode of Port Center, which is available to watch now at youtube.com slash filmjoy. I had a pop at the Emoji Movie in the latest episode because that film left such a mark on me. But I have to believe that the people who worked on the Emoji Movie were at the very least trying to produce entertainment. No matter what we say about the Emoji Movie, it's still there are bits of that movie that are fun to look at. They're not fun to consume as media, but it's colourful and it's pretty. And it's something. Like marzipan. Yes. Shaped like a little bunny. Exactly. Marzipan. No. A marzipan bunny is the perfect analogy for the Emoji Movie because it's pretty to look at. But once you kind of get into the substance of it, it's the grossest (laughs) thing. And you you fail to understand why anyone would willingly ingest it. It's almost like I knew that when I made the analogy. It's like you knew that. It's almost exactly like that. This film. I have to believe that this film was entirely conceived of and produced by marketing people with no understanding of what they wanted to do beyond... Let's just make a Furby film. If the Emoji movie is like a cute marzipan bunny, this is like a nailed-it marzipan bunny. (laughs) Like, you know it's gross and nothing about it is appealing. And you're just muscling through it because you're on a show. Looking at the... Firstly, the animation quality. It's really hard to believe it's that between... This movie coming out... This movie came out eight years after Toy Story. And it looked like this. There's an old... I don't know what it's from. And you probably do because you like video games. Yes. But those really terrible, like, Link and Zelda animations. Oh, yeah. The the CDI Zelda games. Yeah, Yeah. that's what it reminded me of. Just, like, bodies moving and, like, 
unnatural ways. Just like, the kind just of, this kind of, it was very... Like they should be climbing out of the TV backwards or something. <laughs> It put me in mind of... Did you ever play Theme Hospital or Dungeon Keeper or any games no. like that by Bullfrog? It was like... The, the best analogy I could think of was like the animation was... It was like the intro to a Bullfrog video game from 1997. Like it was just so bad that there are no other words to describe how bad it was other than the absolute worst thing visually that we have ever seen. Yeah, in, we in, were like... Screaming at some of the walk cycles. Oh my god, there's a, there's a great walk cycle early on where they're walking on a beach, and the girl is Maddie and Eli, their brother and sister. And Ty is the brother's is his, name. Where did I get Eli from? That's the name of the Furbies. Okay, so Maddie and Ty are walking on the beach, and Maddie's walk cycle is. We like, haven't told you anything about the plot, but it, no, it honestly doesn't even matter. I don't know that we can. I don't know that we'll we can dissect this. We'll get back to that, this. but it's really important that you hear about this walk cycle. Because they're walking on the beach, and Maddie's walk cycle is stiff, but at least has the advantage over her brother, whose feet are... It's like he's walking he's on, on one ice. Of those, like, airport-moving walkways. Yeah, going backwards. <laughs> because his feet don't stay put, they kind of slide. Yeah. And then there's... I guess he just he just trips on a rock, and it's... The, the film was so bad at this point that it was like him falling over broke the tension for us and we just couldn't... <laughs> like when the, you're watching a horror movie and you just have to laugh, yeah. like something that should be horrifying, you're just laughing to get through it. It was like the end of Mission to Mars and the, the, the camera's close up on Gary Sinise's face and the film has been so bad and so tense for so long. And you look at his face and the first thing you think is, he, he's going to sing. He's going to sing yeah. right now. And it's just this moment of thank fuck I no longer have to be emotionally invested in this movie and that happened with us with, with Furby Island I want to say about 8 to 10 minutes in yeah but the film was so aggressively viciously unpleasant from the first frame the I minute feel personally it, attacked by this movie the minute I've been the, personally victimized the minute the logo appeared on the screen and the music played you your entire being just l- astrally projected to anywhere else <laughs> i mean like i've had a colonoscopy <laughs> and this is not the headspace i was in is was not dissimilar to watching this movie of just like all of my body is screaming like do not want my and i my, just have to be still for however long this goes on as a, a record uh, in in the note making process for when we watch a movie my first note is just oh no it's just and the, the 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 shapes of people's bodies, like I don't know oh. what any of these heads were supposed to be. No. The girl Maddie did not express emotion except for like fleeting moments when she Sometimes would smile. Her eyes would kind of squint, and she would like bare her teeth and kind of a chimpanzee fear grimace yeah. expression. Just n- none of the designs were appealing. Yeah. Whoever animated this, I can't imagine that they were native English speakers because even the lip sync were kind of like. Yeah, there was a lot of. It was like the lip sync in a LucasArts adventure game where they just record the dialogue, but they don't lip sync it because they're using the same animation cycle for the the talking a lot of throughout the entire watermelon, game. Watermelon going yeah, on. it's just all of it's bad and like. Every character, every character model had something wrong with them. Like Ty's walk cycle, their mother, whose glasses clipped through her clipped hair. through her hair. Doctor Conquest, the bad guy, the his undershirt was clipping through, through his, his vest. 
Oh my god. And his backpack straps too were clipping. And there were certain angles where you would see the parents and it looked like their heads had been like warped and like weird angles like yeah. skewed. Like they were smuggling a watermelon in the top right quadrant of their head <laughs> and it was bulging out to compensate. I definitely felt like I was on drugs watching this. It- Sometimes I wish I were on drugs because I feel like that would make the experience easier. But this movie, I need I need to like sober up. I want I want to to escape this mental torture. And it's even it's the, the worst part. Like the the layers of incompetence go all the way down because you can hear in firstly in the in the the, the voiceover they would they would speak and then there would be a pause and then they would resume the line. And I feel like any competent editor would have cut out the pause. I cut out pauses in this podcast all the time. Pauses and breaths and little things like that get <laughs> get cut all the time, but they're just left in. It's just bad, like, through and through. It's like an onion of disappointment. There's nothing remotely redeeming about any aspect of this film. It's like... I'm trying to find something that wasn't the worst. It's like a Russian nesting doll, and the painting on each doll is of something you don't need to see. Like, the first one is the doll, and you take it off, and the next one on the inside is a very beautiful rendering of your parents having sex, and then you take that (laughs) one off, and, and then it's your high school bully... Having sex with with, the, your with with your parents having sex, <laughs> and then you take that one and all the way down, and the, at the very very bottom is just a tiny tiny little doll with the words "fuck you" written around the edge. It's just there's so much. It's just like a a wretched grim matroshka of despair. <laughs> <laughs> it's just sad. It's just dis- It's disappointing on eighty seven distinct layers. I just I don't like the feeling of being disillusions you know i like to believe that people are trying and that most folks mean well oh you're okay you're making a face that's this this like shook my world view <laughs> because i watching this i can't believe that any individual who worked on this was doing their best like thought they were making any sort of meaningful contribution to the planet or was trying to do anything other than hurt me personally yeah so I need some time to like be alone and think <laughs> and think about what just happened. Yeah. I need to integrate this. Do we want to have a go at trying to go over the we're narrative? Gonna, of yeah, this film? we're gonna recap the images that played across the screen. Okay. So um, this family is on a plane. Uh, they're somehow able to get a full internet connection and receive a television signal because the girl is blogging. At the same time as she is In a cargo plane. In a cargo plane. In the air. In the air. She's blogging about going to this island because her parents are trying to find this razor leaf plant that I forget the... It's It's some kind of philodendron. Yeah. They're watching a TV show. There's this guy named Dr. Conquest who's kind of this big, beefy Australian man who's shaped like a Dorito who uh, goes off in search of, like, Yeti and the Loch Ness Monster. And within the universe of Furby Island, the rich lore of the Furby Island extended universe, he's found proof of yes, Bigfoot he's proved and the, the Loch Ness. existence of all yeah. these crypto critters. Yes, he's discovered them. And uh, so she's sending emails and blogging. And I guess she emails him at some point. I think she's a big fan yeah. of his. And she, since since her, her parents are researchers who study plants, they get to go to exotic locales. And she herself is like, maybe I'll find some critter. Maybe, maybe Senpai will notice me. Yeah. And considering the movie is called Furby Island, 
I think we can all safely say that she will discover a colony of Smurfs. Mm -hmm. Hence the name Smurf Village. Smurby. Smurby. That's the, that conjures up such a horrible image. And I don't need... I'm just imagining a naked blue Furby uh, in a white hat. I'm imagining a naked Smurf, but it's got a beak. And, and its no arms, arms are gone. <laughs> it's really a horrifying visual Smurby. that I didn't need you to take me, take my hand and, and escort me to. That's a point. Do we need to add the Smurfs movies to this list? No. <laughs> Please, no. I feel like we... I feel no. like the Smurfs are no. toyetic, right? They weren't a toy originally. They're very popular they? as toys but in Europe. But they weren't Europe. a toy originally. Not originally, no. I mean, that's a debatable one. We'll come okay. back to it. Or maybe we'll put it to a vote. So they land and the parents are all, we're going to go off and find this plant. A special plant. You don't, can... you, you guys hang out on the beach, but don't leave the beach on this uncharted land we've never been to. So the kids... So the kids stay on the beach and nothing happens and... Then they go home. It's over. No one finds anything. The end. The kids go to the beach where the boy trips over in the most hilarious fashion. Yep. Uh, they find a temple. Yeah, they find like a stone, an a stone icon of a like a like a Furby idol. Yes. Oh my god. I buried about in the that. sand, and then they find like a Mayan temple. Yeah. Where you know that Furbies have sacrificed humans who have come to their island, or at least yes. that's the vibe I got. It had a sacrificial kind of quality to it. Insofar as something can be described as a quality vis-a-vis sacrificial. And this film, yes. So they go in, they're in this place. Maddie, I guess, accidentally... They go into the temple, so they're, like, physically inside it. Maddie trips something in a bunch... This is the quickest we've blown through the narrative around the film, because we (laughs) just... Because it's it's so drawn out. Like, it didn't need to be this long, because nothing of consequence really happens. Yeah. Um, But the, the kids trip a booby trap, and then they get... Why does... Ah, Jesus. I'm thinking through this, and it hurts my brain. So... Do it. You they the, the door starts to close, and they, they leap for the door, and Maddie makes it out. And she have, leaps through in a piece of animation which definitely makes it look like she was crushed to death by the door the and door by falling It the door closes, and then, the ro- and then rocks fall behind, like, in front of the door, yes. and it looks like she made it out of the door, but then the rocks crushed her. <laughs> and I was like, thank God. The end. Um, but she survives. Her brother dies. Her, her brother dies, sadly. Um, her brother's trapped inside. And so, so she's like, I'm going to go get help. She runs off for help um, and runs through the jungle. And at this point, I want to call attention to the camera angles on this. Because assuming that, you know, she's running home, she's going back to the the, the cargo, cargo plane, plane, you want her traveling right to left. But she travels whatever fucking direction the director <laughs> wants her to. And that's maybe why she gets lost. Yeah. It's because she forgot about the proscenium line. That's yes. pro- probably why she got lost. Yeah. Now, my, when this happened and she said, I should be back at the beach, because she doesn't end up back on the beach, she ends up further in the jungle. And she says, I should be back at the beach. Like, I came the way I, I went. And my first thought was, oh, that's that was... I thought it was just bad animation, but it turns out it was a visual representation of her being kind of turned around by this magic jungle. That's describing a lot of... Forethought. Yeah, it's it's definitely undercut when she runs through the jungle later and they use the exact same sequence of her running through the uh. jungle. She gets lost and uh, she finds these two Furbies. It's really creepy because she's like, oh no, I'm lost and my brother's gonna die alone. And <laughs> so she like sits down on a tree root or something and starts crying and then out of the side of the frame, like comes, comes oh in the frame... God. 
That's what... You can't tell what this thing is that's touching her, but something reaches out and touches her face. I suppose this action is supposed to be comforting, but something just like reaches out and starts stroking her. And the camera pans over and you see it's a Furby's ear. It's a very badly rendered CG Furby. That that was so... The, everything we, I think from, we screamed when we saw we, it. We howled. I laughed because everything from the camera, the camera movement, the positioning of this Furby, the look on the Furby's face, which was... The look on this Furby's face, like... Said, ah, ah, <laughs> ah. Uh, it was everything about this was a nightmare. Yeah. Yeah, this is going to haunt me. <laughs> She's very excited about discovering these Furbies. Discovers that um, when a Furby touches her, she feels a special feeling. Uh, <laughs> like I remember having that experience <laughs> as a young person. We all, we all had it. With, with Maybe that's Furby. why my parents were hesitant to let me get a Furby. So she's excited that the Furbies can feel what she's feeling. They aren't speaking English at this point. They're so speaking I'd... Furbish, which is why yes. I took it upon myself to learn a few simple Furbish phrases. You took a Rosetta Stone yes. Furbish course? <laughs> On Duolingo, they oh. just added Furbish. <laughs> oh yeah, because um, I think they, they do like this bundle. You can you can learn Furbish yeah. and Simlish. Yes. yes. Yeah. Yeah, that's the package that I got. Very nice. How much Simlish do you know? Um, not very much. No? Have you, oh, you've not started on no, that one No, I haven't yet? started on yet. Do you, okay. I feel like you probably know a few phrases just from... I know, uh, Sul Sul, which is goodbye. I know, uh, there's a game called My Shuno, which I think is like, hooray! And then I think that, sorry, your son is over there licking his own arsehole. Oh, and he's it's your very son distracting. too. Why is he my son when he's <laughs> licking his butt? But he's our son when he's winning the National Spelling Bee <laughs> Championship. <laughs> funny because he can't spell uh, we're talking about a cat by the way not a human child that would be weird <laughs> that would be um, a very flexible child yes um, i would enroll that child in spelling Cirque, Cirque du Soleil camp we got I, way off topic because we just really want to avoid talking about this movie she's she's so excited about having discovered these furbies and then she she sees one furby that's like you remind me of my brother and then goes oh, oh crap shit i have <laughs> i have one of those i forgot he's and trapped he's and dying. he's dying he's gonna be dead <laughs> Um, so they run back to... To the sacrifice temple. To find he's already left. That's never he explained. Got out. He got He gets out on his own and it never comes up again. It's not... It's she, not... she asks, how did you get out? And he says, wouldn't you like to know? Yes! And because then, it's a key and plot then it point. it never comes up again. It never comes up again. We need this information movie. What are you doing to us? Anyway, then the the boy is excited about the Furby, and the Furby that bonds with the boy, he does a lot of burps. Bel- belches a lot. Yeah, they have a is, belching contest, I guess. Because that's the only thing that boys can connect to Furbies over, yeah. is, is an expression of gas from yeah. the mouth. Um, that, <laughs> that was not planned. It also was not me, I want to stress that. <laughs> and then, I forget what happens, but I know that this leads into the the one musical number in this film. Oh, yeah. I guess they go back to, like, the Furby village, and yes. the Furbies sing them a song that's very Ewok-esque. Nothing exemplifies the the idea in my head that this film was produced entirely by a marketing division of Hasbro than this song. Because the whole sequence was, well, we'll make them sing a little song, and they'll be like the Ewoks, right? No. If you don't like the song at the end of the original theatrical cut of Return of the Jedi because you think it's stupid... Wait till you hear this shit, because it's just... Come back, Ewoks. All is forgiven. <laughs> Listen, George Lucas, I'm sorry. 
I'm sorry I besmirched your clearly brilliant Ewok song. I just had nothing else in that genre to compare it to. And now I can compare it to the, the similar song that's in the middle of Furby Island. The, the Ewoks have been redeemed in my eyes. Yeah. I'm very the Ewok sorry. song is, is a bona fide heat rock compared to <laughs> this it's, little number. It's a, yeah, the Ewok song is definitely a club banger. Uh, whereas this is ju- this makes me want to club bang my head against a brick oh, wall Jesus. until my brains are smashed. The out. song is entirely in Furbish, and I did try to look up the lyrics. Yes. Surprisingly, they're not anywhere. You can't find the lyrics to the song. It's 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 the Numa Numa song. Yes, that's what it is. I guess yes. that would have been popular around this time. Two thousand five. Yeah, probably. I wonder if the lyrics are anywhere on the internet. Anywhere on the internet. Let's look it up. Whoever composed that song, I hope they feel shame. On a day-to-day no, I basis. I don't see it. That's unfortunate because I was really looking forward to learning it and being able to perform it as part of my repertoire. To play it on your... Traditional folk songs from different cultures. What's the instrument? Is your instrument... A mandolin. A mandolin. Sorry, I blanked on the name of it. Yeah, you can play it on your mandolin. Yeah. So the... the the I want to stress at this point, the boy's voice has definitely broken during production. Because he goes from being very squeaky and sounding not dissimilar from, from Maddie to being a little lower register, but also sounding like he's just finished just trying. gargling yeah. lemonade. They're, the children's voices are really hard to tell apart. They're easy just to differentiate whole, because she I looks, have a hard time telling them apart. I mean, not the voices, the appearances of the kids, because she looks like a round-faced, featureless ramekin doll, and he looks like Jack Mabrea from 30 Rock. Because he has no chin to speak of. Yeah, there's mm, there's some interesting things happening with the anatomy of these children. Yes. To a, to a couple of the Furbies, I think the, the ones that bonded with the kids, go back to the... the cargo plane. The cargo plane. Because the kids are like, we're going we're gonna to show mom and dad. They watch TV. They learn English. They learn English from watching TV. And the... Okay. The only part of this entire movie that I resonated with was the point where they realized that watching TV was teaching the the Furbies how to speak English. And Maddie said something to the effect of like... That doesn't what? seem good. Yeah, like, that's, that's not good. <laughs> like, uh, And I was like, yes, yes, finally, okay. Someone had the guts to say it. Yeah. Christopher Nolan won't say it. Stanley Kubrick died before he got a chance to say it. <laughs> Furby Island, directed by whoever the fuck. Finally, someone had the balls. That's why the TV show got cancelled because oh, because yeah. it was that's, too that's the reason too subversive, too hot for TV. <laughs> the parents show up and they bring in their razor leaf chrysanthemum Vulvasaur. or whatever it is. Oh. Vulvasaur works too, and the Furbies hide because um, they're scared of the plant. Maddie wants know. to show the Furbies to her parents, but they've gone missing. She and. And the parents don't believe her. Well, so what, Mad- what happens is the Furbies see the plant. They get scared. They hide. And then Maddie, like, feels their psychic distress as though it were her own. So she's having, like, a little anxiety attack and she doesn't know why. Yes. She has an anxiety attack by proxy, which is, I think, the worst way to experience an anxiety. Yeah. Imagine you're having anxiety, but it's not even your anxiety you're having. That sounds terrible. That's a nightmare I don't need scenario. To, I don't need to supplement my anxiety. You don't need to take anxiety supplements. No, I don't. I get plenty in my, my normal diet. Yes. But yeah, she's like, no, but I did see them. Tell them, Ty. And Ty's like, I don't fucking know what she's talking about. Clearly she's lying. <laughs> Why are you... Who are you covering for, I Ty? Know. I don't understand any of these character motivations. I say as though there are character yeah. motivations. And any amount of thought went into this movie. Yeah. 
Maddie sends a quick email off to Dr. Conquest, like, hey, we found these things, I don't know what they're called. Found some critters for you. One of them, Furby, says Furby a bunch of times, so Maddie naturally assumes that that's what they're called. In the same way that we all have meows and woofs around, (laughs) um, a Furby is a Furby, because the Furby said it. Well, the Furbies can understand them, and they've said words that aren't Furby. Yeah. They're not like a Pokemon. No. They can say things that aren't their name. Meowth can say things that aren't his name. Is he the only one? And Pikachu talks at the end of uh, Pikachu I Choose You. Oh, I remember that. So she sends this email, and the next day... Very uh, fast turnaround for Dr. Conquest. Yeah. He doesn't have anything else going on. He just shows up. He's like, I don't know. It's not like I'm shooting a show or like running a media empire. Yeah. Ty and Eli, Eli being the little Furby that has glommed onto... I think his name is... mm, E... Hi, Oh, I just got that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this movie has melted my brain. This movie, I'm along less with of a the, person the now. LA heat, has destroyed me. Yeah. But yeah, they go off and hide. They're going to play hide and seek, but by themselves. Speaking to a fundamental misunderstanding of the premise of hide and seek. Mm, yeah. And uh, Maddie's out and about and she just finds Dr. Conquest. He's already landed. They didn't hear his plane land or anything. It's a helicopter. It was a bad... Okay. All it's right. an important distinction. Sorry. You know what? I wasn't paying attention to the final... At this point, I was just longing for the end of the film, of my life. <laughs> either or. And Dr. Conquest is is there... With his undershirt clipping through his, oh. his his jacket, and he's like, "Yeah, I shot." And we we think he's Australian. Um, he's trying to be Australian. It's it's definitely an American doing an Australian accent, and uh, he's like, "Yeah, I got your email about Furbies. Good day, mate. So now I'm I've come to throw some shrimp on the Barbie and capture some some uh, some Sheilas, some Sheilas, some Furbies. Gonzo. <laughs> he then he starts listing his favorite Muppets. Uh, they they Gonzo very quickly... is also at the top of my list. <laughs> I identify with him on a your, personal uh, level. Your five celebrities that you you're allowed to sleep with? No, Gonzo is me. Gonzo is the list. Yes. <laughs> so Maddie very quickly picks up on the fact that Doctor Conquest wants to kidnap the Furbies. They're gonna say kill, and she's like, he probably oh, wants to kill them. He I'll has be... cages under a tarp, yeah. and the Furby. Critter goes and sees them under the tarp and, and psychically a- communicates. And we get a very stress. close-up shot of Dr. Conquest saying, I can't remember what he was saying, but it was very slightly menacing things delivered in an overtly menacing yeah. way with a camera angle that suggests, oh, maybe can't trust this man who looks like someone cast a spell on a popular He looks kind of like um, Nathan Fillion. A little bit. But he doesn't sound like Nathan Fillion. He sounds like Someone doing a terrible Australian yes. accent. But Maddie picks up on the, the secondhand anxiety once again. And she's like, oh, uh, there are Just kidding. I don't fur- know what a Furby is. There are I no just such made things. up that word. Looks uh, like you came out here for nothing. <laughs> Oops, sorry. See you later. And he's like, well, I, I never said the word Furby to anyone. And she's like, well, I must have read it on your blog. And he's like, no, I've been looking for Furbies for years, for 20 years, but I've somehow never discussed it with anybody. How can he have been looking for them, have never found them, and still know what they're called if they're the only ones who know their own name? Legend. Okay. I mean, there's the a legend statue. that only one person knows there's about. A it's not a legend. of the Furbies that suggests that the Furbies did make themselves 
person. I'm, I don't know why I'm arguing the fucking lore of this movie now. Um, anyway, so she says, yeah, they're not here. And he says, well, that's bullshit. We know they're here because, boom, pulls off the top and one of the Furbies is already in a cage. We already caught one. Lead us to the rest of them. So Maddie runs away. She says, run, Ty. Ty stands there for what feels like 17 full minutes making glib remarks and then walks away. And then they're both running away together. He's apparently caught up to her. And he sh- Maddie wants to go back to the Furby village to warn the Furbies. And Ty's like, that is absolutely going to lead them, lead Dr. Conquest. Yeah, Conquers. the one intelligent thing that anyone in this movie says. The second, besides, because obviously well, the second, Well, the second intelligent thing, besides maybe it's not a good idea to learn English from watching TV. Yeah. Yeah, the point where one of the Furbies says, bang, zoom, straight to the moon, I think is... <laughs> I don't think Furby should be exposed to... Domestic violence, even no. fictional domestic violence, is too much. It's unhealthy. No. His, when he grimaces, by the way, when Dr. Conquest grimaces, it looks like Arnold Schwarzenegger in Total Recall. His, his gums are prominently featured. But they're the same color as his teeth. Did you so notice that? it's really that? disturbing. It's, yeah. just, it's just a disturbing visual yeah. that, again, looks like a chimpanzee fear grimace. Yeah. And Dr. Conquest says he wants to find the Furby so he can become rich and famous, but he already has a TV show and he can afford to go on a tropical expedition at the drop of a hat. Yeah. Like, he put together a crew and equipment in less than 24 hours. He wants to be richer and famouser. Yeah. Like all the white men. Yeah. So the henchmen chase after the kids. Uh, One of them looks like Nedry from Jurassic Park. Something, something, scene missing, scene missing. They get to the the, Furby Well, they get to the, the... The children are actively trying to lead them away from the Furby village by yes. running in the opposite direction. And Dr. Conquest is immediately like, these kids are going to lead us the wrong way. Let's go the opposite direction. Which is a smart play. Yeah. If there were only two planes in which... If this were a two-dimensional universe... Maybe it is. Maybe this is like Flatland. Yeah. For a new generation. Yes. <laughs> Flatland, the next generation. <laughs> Furby Island. Starring Patrick Stewart. LeVar Burton, Tom Hardy, Tom Brady. Anyway, so they go to the Furby village and they you listen, you've got to warn everyone, their people are coming. And then the Furbies say in Furbish, which is then translated by one of the other Furbies, uh, man came, man went. Like, oh, he's already been and gone. And then he arrives and starts kidnapping the Furbies. Yeah, it's weird. Jesus. Uh, but every time he runs, by the way, every time we see Dr. Conquest run, he's very, like, panting and he's out of breath. Which is weird because he looks very in shape. He's very fit. He's sculpted. Maybe it's like one of those bodysuits like Arrested Development. Yeah. Like it's just padded. Yeah, he's it's some sort of prosthesis. Yeah. Or it's, um, uh, he took the soldier serum that uh, the Captain America that took. That must be but it. But he only had half of it, so we got the bulk without any of the extra strength. <laughs> so now we just got all this additional yeah, mass his, to carry his VO2 on. max uptake is, <laughs> leaves something to be desired. Yeah. Something happens, like, they're going to jump on the kids, the Conquest and his minions. One of the Furbies yeah, jumps in the way and uh, definitely gets crushed to death. Uh, and then as they run away, the camera lingers on the, the lifeless dead... body. Yeah, it's, this Furby is not moving. It is dead. Maddie leads Dr. Conquest into the temple. Well, this is after... There's a point where... It's all, it's all blurring it's together. It's really awful. And my <laughs> mind is is rejecting this experience because it wants to be done. But I'm going to soldier on. You got this. I'm Um, sitting back. I need to be comfortable. (laughs) Because at one point, there's a confrontation at the Furby village between the kids and Dr. Conquest and his goons. And they, like, fashion some traps for them. Like, one one of them falls in a hole. 
One of them, I, I don't even know. The Furbies did the traps? I think the Furbies made yeah. the traps or they had the traps existing. Because it seems unreasonable that they would have dug a, a deep, a hole that's too deep for a grown man to climb out of easily in the amount of time This is not the first time people have come to take their kind. Yeah. So maybe they are prepared. Yeah. But at any rate, there's a confrontation between, I guess, Maddie and the doctor. And she ends up Doctor in Who. a trend. And Doctor Who, the doctor, is there also. Played by Jodie Whittaker. Yes. And she's like, oh, this is bullshit. <laughs> Why am I in this? And then she leaves. And she leaves. So there's a weird little cameo there. Yeah. Which is weird because at this point she hadn't even been cast. This yeah, it's like, like, well, she's outside of time and space. So it's like, like, it's like years, whatever yeah. to her. Maddie ends up getting trapped in some sort of... She steps on something and the cage that forms around her and she gets stuck. Yeah. Um, Oops. And they're like, then, then Doctor Conquest is like, or whatever it is he says. Yeah, that's the sounds he makes. And then leaves her, but then she said that in an Australian accent. Brown, mate. Good day. <laughs> Struth. Casablanca, okay, or whatever it is Australians say. I don't know. Um, I feel like we've just offended a lot of people. Uh, I'll, I'll send an apology email to all the Australians I know after we record. CC Australia. <laughs> Australia at Austra- Australians at Australia.gov.au. <laughs> so she's trapped in this cage, but then she sees the philodendron, the razor leaf plant. Well, the Furbies all come out. She's like, sorry, I fucked up, guys. I, I'm I'm in a cage now. I guess that's the end of the movie. The end. And they're like, no, you can do it. And she's like, no, I can't. They're like, no, really, you can do it. And they just like chant that over and over until she's like, you know what? You're right. Power of positive thinking. Yeah, basically, she the, the she the secrets her way out of this trap. <laughs> and she spots some of the sharp leaves of the plant her parents are studying. Yeah. And she slices her way out, which... Yeah. This must be a very dangerous plant because all she has to do is kind of like swing the cage over to it and it it cuts the bottom off of it. Yeah. If she'd misjudged, she could have accidentally murdered herself. She could have lost a leg. Yeah. She... So how do they get to the temple? Jesus Christ. I don't know. So they're just in the temple. Scene missing, scene missing. They're in the temple. And uh, Dr. Conquest comes around the corner in the most like pantomime, like, like it's behind you kind of comedy way yeah, he, you would expect he, he chases her into the temple yeah. so she's kind of cornered but she's been here before and she remembers where the, there are booby the, traps the, the booby trap is and she presses it baby <laughs> do you want to say that again one more time you having fun with that yes one more time for luck baby. very good she puts her foot on the trap the floor beneath Dr. Conquest collapses and he says, please let me out. I'll promise I'll never hurt the Furbies. And I thought, this is a kid's movie. She's going to help him out and he's going to leave. Because... I didn't I didn't think that. Because, I was pretty sure that she's just going to let him die. Yeah, your thing panned out because that's what exactly she what She kills happened. a man. Yeah. She leaves him there to die. He says, yeah. I won't. Like, I'll, I'll be good. Like, yeah. I'm not going to catch the Furbies. And she essentially says, fuck you. Like, <laughs> no, leaves. that's a falsehood. And walks away Myth while, he's, while he's like screaming behind her. Yeah. So she leaves a man to die. Yeah. And um, that's her. They go back to the, the cargo plane. plane. Tell the parents everything that has happened. Explain what happened with Dr. Conquest. She sends an angry email out <laughs> to I, I guess you her You know that man group. who was my hero? I think I just killed him. So problem solved. <laughs> I hope you're proud of me, mom and dad. Yeah. And they're fine with it. They're like, They're yeah, very you know, you always are, you're you're 13. It's about time you had your first kill. <laughs> <laughs> I 
That's actually why we've been taking you. We actually go and kill other explorers. <laughs> I'm not interested in plants. You think I'll give a shit about a leaf? Well, they are very sharp leaves, so maybe they're yeah. like, we need some new murder weapons. Well, at the beginning of the movie, they're very dismissive of Dr. Conquest, so maybe that's what this has actually been about, is killing Dr. Conquest. Mm. But she sends an email to her Usenet group or whatever the fuck and says, hey, Dr. Conquest is an asshole. But it's okay, because I took care of him. Yeah. But then, so the parents, I guess, now just know about the Furbies. And they're cool with it. Yeah. And then the mother says, as her glasses are clipping through her hair, you know, that temple's not going to hold Dr. Conquest for long. And then Ty says, but as soon as he gets out, he'll take all the Furbies. And then the dad says, well, I guess our family just grew by about a hundred. And that was their way of announcing that the mother is pregnant Pregnant. with multiples because they've been (laughs) using fertility drugs. Yeah, too many fertility drugs. Too many. This also explains why she is uh, wider than a couch. Um, it's, There's just so many babies in It's like there. that scene in Slither. Anyway, sorry, let's not dwell on that. But th- this is weird because this film has a like Marvel MCU-style post-credit oh, sequence. It does. Where she's looking, she's showing one of the Furbies on her laptop. A world map and showing like, this is where I live in the United States of America. And this is where we found you. She actually, the dot looks like it was around where I grew up. Huh. It was in the, in the southeastern US. It's you. It's me. It's just you. I am Maddie. I killed a man. <laughs> and then she shows where the Furby is, which my understanding of geography was not great, but I'm guessing Brazil. Yeah, somewhere in South America, yeah. an island off the coast of... South America. Yeah. And then the Furby keeps like tapping, or not tapping, nothing, literally no interaction with the keyboard, but saying the word Furby and a Furby mark would appear somewhere else on the map. Like, here's one in Canada and here's one in Paris. Yeah. And the clear indication from this is this is a setup for a TV series. There are Furby populations all over. Where they have to travel around the world collecting Furbies and bringing them back to Furby Island to keep them safe. But Furby Island isn't safe anymore. No. They're just going to have to pile them all into their cargo plane until they can't hold anymore. Yes. It's like a, they're hoarders. It's a hoarding situation with these Furbies. I would watch that episode of Hoarders where they're like, well, you've got all these Furbies around. We really should rehome some of these. No, these Furbies are very precious to me. Look at this one. What if I, this, what if this Furby, what if I get rid of this Furby and then the next day I need this Furby for something? <laughs> I can't just get rid of it. You remember how there was that one dead one? <laughs> oh yeah, that one. That, 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 the dead one's fine also. It just like, wakes up. Like, no. one of the Furbies is holding the corpse, and I thought, I genuinely, and I pitched this to Molly, I thought what was going to happen was, they would present the dead Furby, like, we're very sorry, we couldn't save her, and then all the Furbies would chant, and then there'd be this magical healing nonsense, and then the dead Furby would wake up again. I genuinely thought that would happen, because that's, the, uh, that in my mind was like, what's the laziest way yeah. they could bring this Furby back to life? But no! There's they an out- even lazier way! They outlazied me by just having the, the dead Furby fucking wake up oh from a nap but we're done that's the end of the movie yeah, we're done we're and free. then obviously there's the there's the very popular Furby Island TV series which we've all seen we all yeah. grew up watching that one so how do we feel about this film I feel like I want to die cool I too feel like I death feel... would be too sweet a release <laughs> I feel like I don't deserve like death is too good for me because <laughs> Because I've, like, made this movie a part of myself by watching it. Yeah, and I've, I like, feel like... sullied myself. I know that... And if this is too personal, then we can edit this part out. But I know that your big fear as a human is that you will outlive all of your friends. <laughs> and I want you to know that I, too, will now never die. Because 
No god would allow a soul into heaven or hell who has seen this movie. I I will never be able to die. We shall both we shall walk this earth eternal oh, no. with the with tarnished by the mark of Furby Island the movie. No food will satisfy us. No drink will slay thirst. We're doomed to live a half life. Yes. But you know, upside, uh, I'll be able to watch all the new seasons yeah, of Doctor Who. Yeah, yeah. So, I don't all the Barbie think, movies yeah. you'll get to see. Okay, well, there's there's an upside for me too, yeah. I suppose. Fantastic. So, let, how do we appraise this on the? Because this is the thing, I I don't know that this fits on the Lego emoji scale by virtue of the fact that I do not think the Lego emoji scale goes low enough. Mm, yeah, I was gonna say like maybe about. 90 seconds into this movie, I was thinking, what are we going to do? We don't have anything on the scale lower than the Emoji movie. How are we going to reconcile this? Part of me feels like it should now become the Lego Furby scale, because this is the The This is the bottom. This is the bottom of the barrel. I do not... I would... If you said to me, do you want to watch the Furby movie again? Or do you want to watch the Emoji movie? I would... You would just shoot from the hip, just like, pull out a gun. You would just... (laughs) Not even think about it. Just like, bang. I know that you're not the real Molly. (laughs) Yeah, that's cool. But in that hypothetical scenario... Or you would just be, like, putting me down because you would know that, like, I had been infected by something. It would be... It's okay, Molly. Just look at the sunset. Tell me about the rabbits. (laughs) But I would rather watch the Emoji movie again than ever have to talk about this film again, let alone watch it. I feel like we're talking about death a lot. (laughs) And that disturbs me that watching yeah. this movie made me think about like mortality and like all the ways all the terrible things that can happen to me in my lifetime and all the ways I could die and just like the inevitability of that because I, of the Furby movie yeah and I think it's weird that that's the mental response I'm <laughs> having I, the, the Furby movie was not designed to be consumed by mortals, mortals. Yeah. Oh, this film was okay. I've got it. This film was precision engineered by immortals, so they could simulate within themselves the sensation the of death. Of, yeah. No, that that makes total sense. Because there's no other way for them to feel it. Do you think this it. was like sent back in time? <laughs> just thrust back into the past, into our present, or just it's like some sort of some alien race was like, I want to simulate the experience of being human and feeling that, like, existential dread. I feel like we know time travel doesn't exist. Firstly, because no one showed up at Stephen Hawking's party for time travelers. But secondly, if time travel existed, this movie would not be here. No. Someone would have have been like, I'm going to go kill Hitler, and then my next stop... (laughs) No, I feel like this would be on the way to kill Hitler. (laughs) (laughs) Killing Hitler is kind of an afterthought in yeah. comparison to preventing this movie from being made. There's all Hitler's always going to be there to kill. This movie's not good. It's so, so bad. It's just... Again, this is one of those films that if you've watched it because of this podcast, I can't apologize to you enough. We made the right call in not watching it. And we should have continued making 11 that call. 11 episodes ago. We should have, we should have not 12 watched 12 episodes this. ago, sorry. This was a mistake on every level. And let's never speak of it again. That's just... This did not happen. The f- we're going to have to upload this podcast, though. <sighs> yeah. I'm sorry to Australia and everyone else that we've hurt. I, spe- I would especially like to offer my heartfelt apologies and condolences to the Furby community. We did pick this 
to honor you and clearly we made a grievous error yeah i think this movie really misrepresents your culture and your values so this movie would you say it was furby phobic yes just some outdated portrayals culturally insensitive things that maybe flew in 2005 but aren't considered appropriate today. Yeah, we're a lot more woke now when it to, comes to, to Furby, Furby issues, culture. Yeah. yeah. Furby um, rights. Yeah. My brain immediately just went to the birds' rights activist <laughs> Twitter account. But Fur- for Furby's rights. Furbs rights. Hello, um, we are recording to you. We are recording to you. We're recording. Just for you, Jeremy. Just for you. Hi, Jeremy. How are you doing? I hope you're great. Um, I hope that uh, embarrassing ailment has gone away. Has it gone away? Are you using the relevant I lent you the cream. But yeah? Yeah. Good. Okay. Well, hi. Uh, we recorded the review part of this episode. God, was it like two and a half weeks it ago? It was a while ago. It was before the Pokemon the Movie 2000 the Movie yeah. review that you and Timber did. It feels like a lifetime ago. It does. I genuinely don't know what we have said in this episode. And we're recording this at a point before I finished editing it. So this is kind of the weird... Right now, I feel like a time traveler. Yeah. Well, if you're wondering why we sound a lot more chipper, it's because we've had time to recover. <laughs> This is probably the most upbeat we've been at the end of an episode that wasn't... I mean, even the Lego movie, we were a little... Because we were very somber. We're still worn out. Yeah. Whereas now we've got actual... Fresh fresh legs. Vim and vigor. Yes. But we have to record a new ending to this episode because the ending that we had recorded got moved to the Dungeons and Dragons episode. We're just doing everything all crazy and out of sequence. Because why not? Life comes at you fast. And so you have to record bits of podcasts out of sequence. Um, but we're recording now to let you know what the next episode is going to be. What is the next episode going to be, Molly? Man or shit. Ba- <laughs> <laughs> Battleship. We are going to be watching the... Uh, I was hoping that I could look at my list ba- of movies. Battleship. Ba- yes. What? Battleship. Battleship. I think we've just named the episode before oh, no. we recorded oh, I'm it. I'm really sorry. I hope I'm not. I'm just so on today. You're, you you already, God, you've got so much energy. Yeah. We should have just recorded an episode. Because I had a snack before I came over. A plane just flew overhead. But yeah, we're doing the, uh, the 2015? 20, God, it was recent. Wait, it is recent? It's, Battleship is very recent. I thought it was old. It now. No, this movie came out in... Uh, oh, 2012. No. In my mind, I thought it was going to be like War Games. No, Rihanna's in this movie. Oh no, I've changed my <laughs> <her> mind. <laughs> well, we've recorded it now. We're locked in. We have to do it. We've never changed it in the history of no, the podcast. No, we've nev- definitely never done that. No, so we have, we're locked in. And you, I think just your reaction is probably going to be... Okay. A little miserable next yeah. for the next okay. episode. Energy and, is gone. Oh, Everything no. is terrible. It's It's okay. It's all right. We can get through this together, as we've always done. So, closing remarks. Thank you very much for listening to this episode of The Life Toyetic with Ben and Molly. If you enjoyed it, do please go uh, to iTunes, go to Skitcher, go to wherever it is that you uh, listen to the podcast. And leave a positive review if you are able. Podcasts like this survive through word of mouth. Um, so having you guys share your thoughts and feelings and input about the show and how much you love it, because God knows you do, definitely helps us make this podcast more popular and that's all i want is people to love me Aww. so yeah, don't know like that's not what you want to 
Uh, neither of us know how to get attention in in healthy ways, so we do. We in order to get validated, we need to see people say nice things about about the podcast. Yeah, my parents record. didn't hug me enough. So if you could just leave a positive review, I'd really appreciate <laughs> it. <laughs> yeah, that's basically what it boils down to. Um, if you want to email us, the email address is show at thelifetoyetic.com. Do feel free to get in touch. You can tweet at us. We're on Twitter. We're on Tumblr. We're on Facebook. Just type in the Life Toyetic. You'll find us there. I'm going to take a minute to plug my upcoming appearance at PAX West in Seattle. I will be there on Friday and Saturday, which is the 30th and the 1st, I think. All I know I think is... August has 31 days. The 31st or the 1st? <laughs> um, either way, I'm, I'm only going to be there the Friday and the Saturday. I'm flying back to Los Angeles on the Sunday, so I will not be there for the last two days. But if you are going to be at PAX, particularly on the Saturday, please uh, go to the Sandworm Theatre at 6pm on the Saturday to watch me do a presentation that is called Video Game Crash My Ass: the UK's 80s home computer boom, which I have had to look at my screen several times to remember the title. I'm going to be spending an hour talking about how the video game industry in the UK was going through uh, a lot of growth at a time when in the US it was kind of imploding and falling up its own arsehole because of things that Atari were doing, like, you know, the, the whole E.T. thing. That sounds very boring, but I want you to remember, I'm funny, and I will make this dry subject very, very moist, even if it kills me. You're giving me a look. <laughs> I'm trying to avoid giving you a look right yeah, now, you because are... hearing you say the word moist, I, like, can't look you in the eye anymore. Most people can't, but I'm going to be giving a, a, a solid try at making taking a dry subject, and, and I'm not going to say it again, just making it entertaining and funny. So if you are going to be at PAX West... Um, at the end of the month, do come by, hear me talk. You're welcome to come and chat with me afterwards. Uh, Molly, where can people find you on the Instagrams and I stuff? I am at Molly Alice Hoy. It's just my name. Just everywhere? Everywhere. Cool. Everywhere. I'm behind you, Jeremy. <laughs> Applying creams. Yes. No, that's too much. Uh, and I'm I'm Ben Padden. I'm easy to find. I'm easy I'm, to find. <laughs> I'm easy. Dot, dot, dot. Dot, 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 dot. Dot, dot, the dot. end. Paragraph break. <laughs> and as always, a huge, huge thank you to Brian Melblum for recording our theme, The Toyetic Toe Tapper. Anyway, thank you very much for listening to The Life Toyetic with Ben and Molly. I've been Ben. I've been and still am Molly. And The Life Toyetic comes with everything you see here. My memory of the Furby episode is apparently sold separately. <laughs> So that is, I guess that is this episode. Is there anything that we wanted to say? I mean, you're here and then you're I going. You've got errands to run. So I don't even remember the Furby. <laughs> that was so long ago in my mind that it's all gone. All right, let's make up some stuff. Hey, uh, the, you know my favorite thing about the Furby movie Tell was, was uh, when Bob Hoskins recorded that seven minute song about what it's like to be a Furby, <laughs> which is weird because A, he didn't play a Furby and B, he wasn't present for the rest of the movie yeah that was a really catchy song though it was great the door get on the floor you're a furby now you're a furby now (laughs) that's roughly how it went that's it and yeah the fact that they shot that sequence live action like he was live action and they dropped him into like the end credits of the super mario brothers super show they had him like jigging and dancing with cg (laughs) furbies it was weird yeah that was an odd choice yeah i don't know whether any of this is going to make it into the episode because 
We've already <laughs> cut all yeah. of this. I probably won't, or I'll put it at the end of the episode as a fun Easter egg. Uh, Is it a fun Easter egg if it's just part of the duration of the show? Yeah. Cool. 